Hey everybody, Golvin here, just prefacing this episode of Minecraft Podcast to kind of go over some show news. And if you're not aware, Gamebreaker has actually expanded to being a media network, and I am proud to announce that Minecraft Podcast is part of the Gamebreaker media network. And what that basically means is I get a code, or I can get some offers for uh, discounts on games, and I give that to you guys. Uh, if you do use my code to purchase it, it does obviously give a little kickback to me, uh, to the show really, and then also to Game Breaker as well. Um, but it really the main thing, reason why I joined the media network is I don't have to put ads on there if I don't want to. I don't have to really, you know, say anything about that. And basically all I get is discounts, discounts for games, discounts for upcoming games. Uh, uh, Green Man Gaming uh, was one of their biggest uh, supporters for giving discounts. Right now that is on pause. So as soon as that gets up, I'll definitely tweet out a link for you guys to have kind of a discount on Green Man Gaming. I know a lot of people do use that. I've used that on previous games. And it's really nice to kind of get a, you know, flat 20, 15, 10% off a game. And, you know, I really just want to give you guys a discount. Obviously, if you do use my code, it does, I do get a little bit of percentage of that. I'm actually not even sure what it is. It's very minute, but it definitely will, you know, help me out personally or, and also, you know, get it back into the show um, since it's all self-funded. Um, I've always made this show free and I'll continue to make it free. Um, I'm still kind of deciding if I want to put a banner on the site or not. I'm not sure if anybody actually uses the site or they just go through iTunes. But what I will actually be doing is in the beginning of each show now, um, just kind of like all the other ones, I'll say, this, you know, this, whatever code I have for the week. Um, and then I'll preface it in the beginning. So for this week, you actually get 20% off on Dragon Age Inquisition. And you can use offergb.com slash capital S-H-C-Z. That's all capitals. So O-F-F-E-R-G-B.com slash S-H-C-Z. Those are all capitals on the last uh, four. And so if you use that, you get 20% off of Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, there's some other offer codes here. So actually I'll go over that just so you can kind of get an idea of what we get. Uh, like the crew, you get 20% off on a pre-order valiant hearts, 20% off, uh, transformers. You get $10 off alien, uh, isolation, 20% off civilized civilization, um, beyond earth. I guess it's just, if you use it, far cry for 20% off, you know, there's a bunch on here, middle age earth shadow mortar, 20% off. Um, and I guess if, like some of these, it doesn't even have anything for like a percentage, which is kind of odd. I guess if I just give that out, you, and you click on it, I get a percentage of that. And then, uh, hardline watchdogs, elder scrolls, dark soul Two, Wildstar, 20% off, um, things like that. And so basically each week what I'm going to do is kind of give out a code, um, just kind of cycle it between all the games. There's a ton on here and they're going to be adding more in. And really what it is just to give you guys a little bit, you know, a little bit of a discount if you purchase anything. And obviously if you want to, you know, you're going to purchase the games anyways, and you want to help out the show, you can go, go ahead and do that. Um, I will never do any kind of like ask for donations or anything like that for the show. I like keeping it free. I like keeping it, uh, you know, it, very low budgets, really more time investment of, of the people involved. And so, you know, just wanted to kind of preface this show and let you know that, you know, Minecraft podcast is a part of the game breaker media network. And, uh, thanks for listening and on to the show. Minecraft Podcast. I'm your host, Golden, and today we have a very special guest, uh, second episode of Community Insights, which is kind of when I talk to people in the community that have kind of like interesting circumstances about, you know, what they do, everything, and of course they are Monk, since this is a Monk podcast. And so today we have uh, Dark Wushu from the Exiled from Hell Guild, very interesting name there. But how are you doing today, Dark Wushu? 
Oh, not too bad. Glad to be here. And so I guess then for anybody that might not know you, since you don't, you know, you're not like a, I guess, a contributor, at least for, uh, at least I know of for any other podcast to kind of go over like, you know, what you do or, you know, what kind of, you know, guild you are and what is like exiled from hell, kind of like a, a recap. Okay. Well, uh, I am a Mistweaver monk and the recruiting officer from Exiled from Hell. And what makes us unique is we are a U.S. daytime raiding guild. Uh, we're one of very few. There's maybe four or five in all of the community in WoW currently. Um, but we are the top progressed one. We ended at 118 U.S. for this tier. And, um, you know, we just try to Put ourselves out there because you know there's people out there that don't even know that there's people that raid during the daytime and, and you know it makes it interesting uh those off shifters your third shift and evening crew people or stay-at-home workers and whatnot they look and i you know there's not a lot of exposure for uh our type of people <laughs> yeah and that's just like really interesting because i never really heard of any non-australian I, I expected you to be an australian almost until I got on the call and then like, oh, you're not. You're not from Australia. Because usually like that's the, kind of the Australian time zone that at least most I that would think of or at least well, maybe Europeans or things like that, like people from Europe. Yeah, I mean, we, we start our raids about, uh, you know, 11 a.m. Eastern or so. And I think for Aussies, it's about midnight, one in the morning when uh, when our raids start, because we do have quite a few Aussies in the guild currently. And oh, we've okay. got a few guys from England and, <laughs> you know, kind of a kind of a range of like, people just looking for those oddball hours. Mm-hmm. You know? Like expatriates or well, I mean, I mean, there are actually a lot of people from EU that just didn't really like the community. And since the NA kind of sprung up way more than EU, at least in the earlier stages of the game. That I noticed that they just, you know, played or maybe they're here for college or work or something. And then they just got, you know, enjoy the community and then still play from even with the terrible ping that but they have in, in uh, England. And then it's definitely Australia. I used to raid with a few people from Australia and they had like the worst ping, especially during like vanilla. Uh, like when you're doing MC and you're like, oh, what's going on? Where's Gar going? And then there's oh, the <laughs> tank DC'd and he's like running across halfway the room. Yeah. So I guess then that kind of goes into my next question, which is, uh, you know, a very unique question uh, for you. Um, since you did say that, you know, you have killed uh, Garage since February. So you're basically, you know, like you, know, like you mentioned, you know, you're one of the top progressed guilds. So what is the kind of like the guild mentality, like your members? Is it, you know, we're here to, you know, do as either like just kill the bosses, or whatever, let's have fun. Or is it more of, you know, we're here to progress. We're here to try to, you know, are you hoping to maybe break into that like top 100, top 50? Are you looking to be like as good as you can be? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've been kind of striving for that top 100 spot indefinitely. I mean, we're, you know, based on a small server, so all of our uh, recruiting has to go off server as it is. So, you know, being in this time slot is kind of unique because um, finding people that are both in the time slot and skilled isn't necessarily the easiest thing to do all the time. Uh, but the community is pretty, you know, tight knit, and there's been enough uh, exposure for us at least being, uh, you know, I'd like to say we ended top 100 last year for TOT, but, uh, you know, we're definitely progression minded and that's Mm -hmm. kind of the focus we're making, you know, and I think it's interesting now because we do have enough people that have made into the beta that we're going to be raid testing and things like that when it actually, I know that's like, (laughs) exactly. You're going to be like one of the only guilds that could possibly have a actual raid 
during your raid hours on the, on the PTR <laughs> or the beta, um, yeah. which is odd because, you know, usually it's only like, you know, maybe 10 or 15. I know for European guilds, it's usually like they're just staying up way late for that day or something, calling in sick to work. But you're like, hey, let's, let's have a raid today instead of, you know, let's go to the beta and get everything, uh, you know, uh, tested over there and make sure, you know, everything's looking good. Um, so I guess then that kind of goes into the my next question and um, going with... I guess generally with just how um, I guess Blizzard sets things up, do you have um, like, like you mentioned with, you know, off server recruiting and things like that. Um, what about the, have you ever currently tried out the, uh, what is it like the cross realm, I guess is the, yeah, that's the term, the cross realm uh, rating. Have you like recruited people that way? Have people said, you know, I don't want to transfer, but I'll cross realm raid with you. Or is it, are you like, most guilds were, you know, you have to transfer to us or anything like that. Well, it, it's worked out good for trialing people at least, you know, um, because we are trying to stay in that kind of progression mindset. We, uh, we like to test people out before we bring them in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's made it useful for that, you know, I think, but you know, when we go into uh, next year and they cut it all off again, it's going to pretty much <laughs> gimp you back to the, the way it's been, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, so yeah, it gives us a good way to kind of test people out and see how the waters go and make mm-hmm. sure people show up, you know, cause that's one of those things yeah. where, you know, we get a lot of students and people like that, that, you know, Oh, I've got classes in the evening this semester. So they'll apply and play. And then uh, after the first semester, they just kind of disappear. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, or on that, or but, that Friday raid, right. That they all of a sudden they're like, Hey, where are you at? It's like, Oh, it's a yeah. Friday. I'm not here. Or, you know, I went home for the holiday or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess in contrast to some of the more, um, you know, traditional raid hours for people, you know, mm-hmm. we do a 25 man rating. So our bench is actually a lot bigger than what most guilds would do. We usually carry about 35 raiders on our raid roster yeah, that's pretty large so, yeah so i mean it, which you know that's one of the things that with mythic coming up it's kind of like whoa you know <laughs> like it was already kind of high you know i think right now we have eight healers um <laughs> just because that's the way it's worked so you'll, you'll out be fine and, for the next thock boss in mythic right you'll just be able to roll your whole bench in immediately no problems <laughs> yeah pretty much i mean that's kind of how it goes you know but um I do have to say like the majority of our Raiders probably like, you know, 10 to 15 of us have been together for, you know, two, three years or so. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really been a community that's grown, um, you know, but, you know, like I said, with, with mythic coming up, it's hard to say how things are going to work out with that. And, you know, what kind of balance it's going to have, especially like myself as a Mistweaver, you know, uh, where you're already three or four healing bosses now. Um, we'll just be fist weaving. Well, yeah. <laughs> you'll actually <laughs> just be, you'll be the, the fourth healer, but you'll really have three full time and a misweaver that fist yeah. weaves. Three and a is, half. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of, I guess that's, you know, what it's looking like. And um, I'm not sure if you looked on the, the PTR, and I know maybe, hopefully people are, you know, listing this just to find out, not just like, oh, it's not, not theorycrafting skip or anything. But uh, currently it looks like that uh, fist weaving is actually a one to one ratio from D- DPS to healing or pretty yeah. close to that or not or 50 percent damage, but 100 percent healing um, because some people were fist weaving and number two on the healing charts on I think it was gruel. But again, yeah. this is like people in their, you know, scaled up you know versions of things. So it's probably just, you know, weird scaling and, and you know, the number tunings aren't there. You know, a lot right. of the stuff that they've done, they're like a few we're few builds behind where they are, even for the raid testing. So um, I guess and that kind of goes into my next question, which is kind of like, a, I guess, like more of like a yes or no question. But so you've always been a 25 man guild. Have you just already were you 
10 and then kind of went up to 25? Uh, I think at one point back in early Wrath, we were a 10-man, but we've uh, been 25-man pretty much ever since. Um, you know, like our leadership, the guild leader that uh, we have right now, Synthetic, he's been uh, the raid leader here about two years, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. guild master, raid leader. So, yeah, I mean, we've been pretty uh, predominantly once we moved into kind of more uh, heroic progression-based, you know, focused kind of stuff, 25-man. And then I guess, yeah, I mean, we already, we already said about, you know, having a 35-player base, it's kind of – that's a little more, you know, not excessive, but just thinking about going down to 20 – um, are there people that maybe are on the bench that are more of those like, hey, if I'm online, I can help you guys out or if you need an extra? Is that what mainly your bench is or is it just actual these are raiders that you can just jump right in and go? These are these are pretty much raiders that come and go um, that we can just slot right in, you know, and we, we've gotten really good about the, hey, who doesn't need something on this and best in slot lists and things like that mm-hmm. so that we can easily say, all right, you're out and you're in kind of thing. Because you, you'll find with like daytime rating, for example, it'd be like, oh, so-and-so, his boss called him in for a last minute meeting. So, <laughs> yeah, no, he's going to be yeah. late today and yeah. now you're missing somebody. But mm-hmm. that kind of happens more than not almost. So, okay, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, when we go and look at post outs, there's like four people posted out today so you know <laughs> and usually people plenty. like yeah other raids are, are no hopefully we can raid or it's gonna be really you know, tough when we do this one boss you're like hey no problem we'll just bring in so-and-so or we'll be able to grab someone in um yeah pretty much which is, yeah which is always nice when you have like a larger bench for that and i guess and i guess the, the other question which is more around the guild centered is um what kind of loot system do you do because you know you have a large bench is it a loot council is it need before greed like you know what do you or you know dkp like what are you guys doing for that uh, we've got a balance. We we've got kind of like a hybrid um, uh, loot council slash DKP kind of thing. Well, EPGP really, but um, you know, I think just trinkets and weapons and things like that get mm-hmm. loot counseled, okay. and then the rest of the stuff goes to stuff, EPGP. The so. stuff that matters. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, anyway, like, you know, this is an OP item. Everybody wants it. There's like 15 people who want it. We'll have to you know at least get it to the people who need it the most, or the people that have like the more more senior members, yeah. things like that. Um, so I guess then. Um, I mean, you did mention that you had a you know an issue with recruiting, but um, has there been like any time and point where recruiting was really you know low as like during the, either this expansion, last expansion, or have just because you've been like you said like one of the only real hardcore progression rating crew out there for the daytime people? Have you been really able to kind of keep your numbers up sufficiently, or have you ever had like oh we we need to get three or more four more people? Yeah, there's there's been times where it's like, oh, yeah, we'll get down to like five healers or, you know, uh, DPS will start getting sketchy. It was like after TOT, you know, once we got TOT on Heroic Farm, um, that kind of started happening. It was like at one point, I think we were down to like 26 or 27 Raiders. And it was like, oh, wow, you know, but mm-hmm. it just kind of comes and goes as people, you know, gain and lose interest, you know, which I'm sure is the same with your, you know, more traditional raid slot uh, mm-hmm. times. Well, yeah, and also, like you mentioned, too, you always have those college guys or gals, and they're just like, hey, it's really good. I, I can raid, no problem. Time, no problem. And then all of a sudden, new semester, right around that time new semester starts, they just disappear off the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden exactly. They, all of a sudden, you see them transfer to, like, a traditional timed guild that's around the same rank or something like that. And you go, oh, okay, now it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's generally how it goes. But it's, you know, um, the, the main crew, everybody, like myself, I mean, mm-hmm. I've worked uh, midnights for six or seven years, which is about as long as I've been doing daytime rating. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, I, I 
left one job and intentionally went out and found another one that was nights just so I could stay with the gills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's not what happens when you get you know, your claws. The wild well, gets your claws into you, so you just you're like, okay, how can this job affect my rating schedule? Like, okay, yeah. I can't go to that job even though it might be a little easier. It's just I'm gonna go do this more difficult job just so I can raid. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it's good. Like I said, the the majority of our people. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a unique time slot, and it's hard to find people that work mm-hmm. those kind of hours. So it's nice having a little community of people that mm-hmm. feel your pain. You know what I mean? Or it's like you said, you know, and since you've been in the community for so long, it's almost like a family in a sense. Where you know, you know, people for so long that they're like, you know, well, they be our real, you know, real life friends. It's just that they happen to be on it through the internet, not through like physical contact. So. Um, it just you know it's it's very interesting though you know hearing that like you said oh you know I'm going for another midnight because usually midnight slot is when people dread as far as a, a job goes yeah. more people like the traditional but um, it's really it's really interesting to see that kind of a aspect of it that like you said it, it goes across you know both both daytime you know traditional rating hours and then your uh, daytime rating hours are kind of the same with how guilds kind of you know recruit you know people leave people join all that kind of stuff so i guess then we yeah. can kind of get into uh, a little bit more topics that is on hand with the game not just generally in recruiting and and the guild and your guild and all that, uh, personal information and things like that so i guess and what i always like to ask people is um what are your thoughts on miss pandaria since you said you've you know been raining for a few years so you probably experienced wrath and capitalism, yeah, I, right? I, I've been around since vanilla. So, so, yeah, so yeah. yeah, so you're old. Yeah, that's right. Old school raider like me. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Always all the, uh, us old guys. <laughs> Grown with the game. You know, yeah, I started it, off in EverQuest 1. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Lin- I'm, I'm more of a lineage guy myself. That's where I started oh, the, the little itch with all that. That just like, shows your age. That's all it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, lineage, lineage and lineage 2. That just, yeah, exactly. Um, but I guess then going into for this, you know, current expansion, what has your thought been on MOP as, a, as an expansion? Um, has it, you know, going from, I guess, the questing through like the dungeons and things like that character progression, as well as into like the initial raids and then going through the expansion as an entire. Well, for me, I think, uh, miss has been good because it was unique. You know, it's like all the zones kind of felt unique. They were different from other stuff that you've seen before, you know, which I guess is one of my, my problems with the beta going forward, you know, like some of the zones are just kind of feel like they're a little recycled, but I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting still, but I think, uh, I think mop was well laid out on how they did the raid schedules and things like that. I just wish they'd timed out some stuff. I feel like the first tier could have taken just a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you could have spent a little bit more time and maybe spaced mm-hmm. out some of the stuff. So we didn't end up with siege for nine months, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, you know, overall I've been pretty satisfied with it myself. So and what about like dungeons? Like, is it was it more just like everybody? I, I think it's because everybody kind of came with this. Like anybody who raided in Cataclysm and, and Quest and Dungeon and Cataclysm had this idea of like you know dungeons are there just to churn through and get gear and get VP or uh, honor point or you know any kind of points honor points. You know, I think you can convert back in Cataclysm, but I mean basically just there to just get gear. And then like where it seemed like on the these newer ones, it's, it wasn't really – you really couldn't get as good gear because you had to basically farm up the, the um, reputations. What, and it was a kind of like change of philosophy there. What were your thoughts on that? Like you had to do the reputation grind. Was it just – did it just feel that way? Did it feel like an artificial you have to log in every day or you're going to fall behind? Yeah, kind of in the in the beginning for sure, just because that was the way to get gear to get ready to start raiding and get going. But um, I feel like they don't really serve a purpose anymore. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they, they tried to keep it interesting through Cato where there was still some stuff you could do, you know, like, oh, hey, you know, we're throwing these dungeons out here. It wasn't like, a, um, you know, you're you're. Uh, 
ones where you would like get some epics out of it that were actually yeah. useful for like your alts that you're leveling up or something. You know what I mean? So now it's just kind of like, oh, I, I need some valor to cap this week to upgrade my, you know, four or four pieces. And, you know, all right, I'll just, I'll bang a couple out real quick. And, you know, that's, that's about all they're mm -hmm. good for. You know, it's like, I feel like, well, why do I even need to queue for these things? I could just solo these, you know? Yeah. And then I guess, and that kind of plays into what towards, you know, Mop did towards the end where, the addition of the heroic scenarios seems to fill that role of like you could even though they're a little more difficult for undergeared characters, but you could possibly get a you know a decently item. Obviously, Timeless Isle threw everything out the window. Um, but uh, do you kind of think that before Timeless Isle, it heroic scenarios kind of filled that gap of you know hopefully getting your alt some gear? Yeah, they they are not bad. Um, I just wish they. I mean, they could have easily put in like a queue system for it or something just to kind of speed yeah. it up some, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. everybody's like, oh, I don't want to do those, you know? Well, yeah, especially <laughs> for you being daytime, like I'm, you know, just when you're in the, you know, say it's like you, you know, you, like you said, you cleared early in the week and you want to go on an alt on your other day and you can't find anybody for a rogue scenario because there literally is no one on. Yeah, um, it's like... But, Right now, with the way her her uh, clears are going, it's like, yep, we knock them all out on Wednesday, and then nobody logs on until the next Wednesday. So it's like, all yeah. right, well, that just means everybody's getting more sleep this week, you know? Yeah, and I, I mean, and it seems like that's the same way for again, you know, traditional hours. It's the same kind of thing, at least right now. And like you mentioned, with how the raid stag uh, is staggered, where it just seemed like the bat they backloaded a lot for siege. Um, when I actually looked at recently my heroic clears of certain instances i noticed like you mentioned that that first raid tier i only had like five or six clears of shaw fear where everything else like from throne of thunder was like 17 of of you know raden or of leishen and then like a bunch of obviously a bunch of siege because of the time differences so it does it's very interesting that it does seem like they rushed the beginning ones more and didn't space either space them out between each other or at least didn't allow more time between the two. Um, now, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think that maybe Wad is just a little behind? Do you think maybe they'd hope to have 6.0 right now? Do you think maybe they went back on some things? Or do you think it's just that they just really didn't plan too much about like certain things they hyped up at BlizzCon? Yeah, you know, and that's one of those things that's like, I think they could have done a better job of maybe setting a timetable to kind of you know do all of this i mean you know all the graphics upgrades and things like that that they're doing they're they're having to change the whole engine back again you know what i mean so mm -hmm. yeah that kind of stuff takes a lot longer so you know they could have put aside some oh well if we develop another raid tier then that's going to take away from us developing you know uh wad so mm -hmm. it's like well you know that might be true but you could do something with like two or three bosses just to kind of be a filler you mean a ruby you know, sanctum yeah like a ruby <laughs> sanctum or something you know what i mean just just yeah. enough to keep you or even like the uh what was it, the Argent Tournament stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just give me a raid with, like, five bosses in it and just let me go nuts, yeah, just, you know what I mean? Yeah, even could be, like, rehashed older bosses or something that they, like, just reuse similar mechanics but make them just different. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's how it is for us old raiders. We're, like, used to, you know, the boss that literally just, like, old-school gruel, which literally was just a tank and spank, and you just had to move out of stuff. And, yeah. you, know, that, you know, things like that where there's these old, easy bosses, and we're just, like, we just want big bosses to, you know, that are yeah. you know, tough to defeat, that is just there and it gives you a little bit extra loot, even if it's not necessarily like a tier piece or something. Um, yeah, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, them rolling out 6.0 into live is going to be, you know, fun or interesting, kind of, you know, mm -hmm. make it a little bit lighter, but it just seems like it's taken so long. And then with BlizzCon being so late in the year, it's <laughs> yeah. like, well, 
I don't know. I mean, the X Pack may not come out till after BlizzCon. No, it's, it's after BlizzCon at this point. Yeah, I mean, even though they're no yeah, they're really like I mean, you're in the beta. I'm in the beta as well. Well, almost everybody, at least old older raiders, most <laughs> of them are in the beta now. Yeah. Um, but it, it just seems like that the way that they're getting things out now is a lot faster. Like they're going, seems like every week or every two weeks they're having, and they're just starting raid testing too, which is usually the key that 6.0 is usually around the corner. But then like they always have stated a month before BlizzCon, they literally do nothing but do BlizzCon stuff. So I really expect BlizzCon is going to be that hype train that they're going to roll out. And like probably right after like, cause the yeah. 10 year anniversary is literally the, like a week after BlizzCon or two weeks after BlizzCon. So my guess is that even though it's, that's like the week of Christmas, I mean, of, uh, of like I think Thanksgiving week or something like that. That's probably when they'll end up rolling out the patch, which is going to yeah. piss off a lot of people or being the expansion. <laughs> Cause like, Oh, Thanksgiving, I can't raid or I can't, you know, level up and do all this other stuff. Cause I have to go do family things. But, uh, um, it's just, yeah, very interesting to, you know, the, the way that they're rolling things out. Then I guess, and that kind of goes into, you know, since you are in the, the beta, what are your thought? Like you already kind of mentioned a little bit about how the zones are kind of like rehashed, so, I mean, because it is technically it is, you know, the BC dungeon era. I mean, BC all over again, at least some of the zones. But uh, what are your thoughts, at least on how the game is you know, interacting with like, is it do you think it's a lot better than it currently is? Like you mentioned, you know, the new uh, artifacts or the new uh, graphics that are out there. Um, what do you think of like what in general? Uh, so far, I mean, I, I do think that the graphical changes are good. Um, I do like the idea of, you know, the whole premise behind the story and stuff. But it's, you know, like I said, I, it's got to be something that's going to keep everybody engaged. You know what I mean? Like for us, it's like the bigger the community is, the better off we're going to have for, you know, keeping people and whatnot. But, you know, when you when you hear like, oh, yeah, well, they've lost this many subscribers. It's like, oh, great. Well, you know, if I do that, like one for one, how many people are gone from the daytime pool now? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. but I mean, overall, like I said, the graphics engine's nice. And uh, from what I've seen from the five so far, I mean, they're pretty challenging just by themselves, you know? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I missed out on raid testing when they had it the other day, but it doesn't sound like uh, it went very far. But yeah, um, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, these are also like the, I think they're doing the heroic, which would Early. technically be the normal modes. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, what I saw, like it did a lot of damage, but it was more of, it looked pretty much like a pushover for most of them. I mean, it didn't take them too long, but that's usually when you think of like watching, you know, Method and Midwinter <laughs> clear bosses. You're supposed to expect that to happen. You're supposed to expect them to kind of mow through things pretty quickly. Um, yeah. But it just, it, yeah, I mean, like the the one thing I take away always from it is just that it just like everybody says, like it looks, you know, so pretty or it just looks, it looks so refreshing, at least visually compared to how it is now. Like, especially when you see those like side by sides. And you go yeah. like, wow, this is completely looks a lot nicer than, you know, it currently does. I guess it's one of those where you go from something like Wildstar back over to WoW again yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, this is a 10-year-old game, you know yeah, I mean? But, but, you know, in the, and then hopefully Warlords will fix that. And it does look like at least they're trying to, especially with the new characters. Um, yeah. And I guess in that kind of, like you mentioned, it goes into the, uh, you know, kind of how it looks like the, the you know, the, at least the rating scene is going to turn out with it, you know, going now from... P, you know, LFR and then normal, which is the basically flex mode, heroic, which is normal, and then obviously mythic being the twenty man. Uh, what are your thoughts on at least the scaling between those? Because you know it's going to be flexible. Normal and heroic are now going to be fully flexible, and then obviously mythic with the, with the twenty, and then LFR probably going to be same twenty five. I've even heard things about like possibly making all those thirty the the first three. Um, what are your thoughts on like? 
I guess I guess and I guess it goes back into it. Like, what are your thoughts on flex in general, and then also what are your expect expectations going into wad with it? Well, I think the the flex system is good, but if they've balanced it where they can, and I understand why they did mythic is ten and or just straight twenty instead of ten and twenty five. But um, I think the flex system is good, especially since they're keeping it, you know, cross realm and all that kind of stuff so that you can, like I said, for us, it works out good because we can kind of test people out, at least in normals and say, (laughs) okay, yeah, yeah, let's let's see how you do, you know, and just Mm -hmm. make sure that at least on some of the more basic mechanics, people actually get it kind of thing. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. um, overall, I mean, I I think it was the right move. You know, I, I know people are upset about the 10 and 20 five man change to just the single mythic raid and that's it especially like in our time slot there was quite a few 10 man daytime guilds so uh you you see some people trying to like scramble to maybe merge to go forward kind of thing but like i said it's it's kind of tough because if you were you know running a couple of tens and maybe you had two or three healers and now you're only going to maybe need four healers for mythic you know just depending on how it scales Mm -hmm. um you know People are going to be re-rolling classes or, you know, what they do, you know, like all I've ever done is heal, you know, but I I mean, like for myself, um, when my crew, I actually had a 10 man guild that I was running on uh, Keldurai. So that was a couple of years back and we just hit a wall with recruiting. Like we lost a tank and lost a second tank to new jobs. And it was one of those where it's like, Mm -hmm. what are we going to do? So we actually merged with exiled from hell um, and myself and four or five of my raiders who are actually still here. So, you know, that's just kind of the progression of the way these things go for us because there's such a small community, you know, it's like uh, I had a couple of friends over here in EFH and I was like, Hey, if you guys ever turn somebody down for recruiting, you know, send them my ray. I'll take, you know, take a look at them and see what we can do kind of thing, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I guess, and that just plays into the whole idea of like having it being flexible. Like you mentioned where guilds are starting to look at to merge together, like, especially those heroic, like you said, those heroic tens. I mean, it's very interesting. I still look at like, you know, there's a lot of, you know, guilds out there and I still see a lot of 10 man guilds still writing heroic and clearing all the way up to garage and everything. And they're like, I'm like, they're like, like to me, they have like an expiration date on them, which is yeah, like kinda- 6.0. It has their expiration date. And, you know, we don't know when it is, but when they announce it, that's going to be countdown time to, to that guild, unfortunately. Yeah. It's kind of like with, with you being able to cross realm heroics right now, it's kind of like, oh, well, you could merge your two 10 man guilds and OQ a few people if you had to, so that you can at least get in mm-hmm. and clear, run some, you know, kind of thing until Mythic kicks off, you know? So, I mean, I, I'm in the same, you know, with us, it's like, well, we're, we're trying not to cut anybody. Uh, you know, we're just going to try to maintain that roster and see how it goes. I mean, there's going to be people that quit between now and then most likely, you know, with the way that things go for us, college starts in, you know, a month or so. so. <laughs> yeah. You probably have like a month and then probably this time next month, you'll say, man, we lost seven, you know, seven people or we lost three people just to go to college. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always people get a new job or something, you know I mean? It's just that kind of stuff happens, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, and I guess then uh, that kind of goes into the idea of just how fle- why flex mode is there because it's there for people like you know that have that flex you know their guild fluctuates based on the seasons and based on everything like that where um, it's just it's just very interesting to me though that how they've kind of rolled it out where heroic now is flexible which is very odd to me where that can possibly go up to thirty people where it's always been you know, I'm always you know ten or you know, now this last expansion twenty five twenty five twenty five. Now it's like, you know, whatever, and then whatever, and then 20. Yeah. 
Well, and I, I know that it's to keep it balanced, at least on the, uh, you know, what, what they call mythic, but you know, your heroic rating, basically, I mean, mm -hmm. them trying to scale stuff between tens and 25s. I mean, you know, there's arguments on both sides of the table. Uh, this one's so much harder on 10 or so much harder <laughs> on 25. So, you know, now it's like, all right, well now nobody has any excuses, well, well, but there were, a, there were a lot of heroic guilds yeah. that went back down to tens because mm -hmm. trying to keep the roster big yeah. and recruiting and all that kind of stuff was such a pain in the neck, you know? Well, and actually Blizzard has, I think it was, was it Ghostcrawler or uh, Ian Hasakosa uh, said, Watcher, said that um, actually 25 is harder. Yeah. One of them well, said it actually, and like it got a big heat about it. And I was like, yes, the see, <laughs> Blizzard says it is. But I think, but I mean, it's, it's like you mentioned, it's all about the, it's really the logistics is harder. It's the, where do people go in a, in a, you know, small area is a lot more difficult on 25 because you have to make sure they don't kill each other or yeah. recruiting is, tends to be more difficult on 25. Well, well, that's like me. You know, you can go into Thok with like four million cooldowns <laughs> as a twenty-five man, but on a ten yeah. man, you better make sure all your stuff's on the mark. You know, exactly. What I mean? so. Yeah. So yeah, and I think that's what it is. At least it seems like this last expansion or this last tier, it was more of some bosses were really easy on ten, others were really difficult on ten, and it's the same thing for twenty-five. And I think in TOT it was the same way, where it was like Hordon was like one of the most difficult bosses in the entire wing or entire zone compared to all the other ones, just because it was diff more difficult on ten. Uh, compared to 25, which is kind of like a, a rollover, as long as you interrupt and dispel. <laughs> yeah. But I guess we'll kind of now jump into the monk stuff, which is, uh, you know, kind of the general overall uh, theme of the podcast is just, you know, talking about monk stuff. So I guess then why the first question is always, why did you become a monk? Was it just like, hey, this is a, looks cool. It's has a, you know, it hits things with this fist or what was like your reason for becoming a monk? Well, you know, I, I've always enjoyed uh, the more mobile characters like back in um, back in Cataclysm, I actually played a rogue and I've been on and off healing between rogue and paladin and, you know, shaman, you know, kind of stuff like I've always enjoyed healing, but I always wanted something that was a little more full-time mobile so this really appealed to me and like you know like i said i went all the way back to everquest when i was a monk in eq1 <laughs> you know i played a terakazi person back in uh, star wars mm -hmm. galaxies when i played that so you know i've kind of always had that that draw to the character and the archetype and all that kind of stuff too um so when the uh, mop beta came out you know i beta tested monk for quite a while and uh, i was like yeah i'm i'm sold i'm done you know that's that's mm -hmm. exactly what i was looking for kind of thing so then i but it was also because it's op like all monk specs were op and then yeah. for some reason at the last minute they just nerd take well all your op stuff we're just gonna take that away so you're kind of like middle of the grade and you're like, what happened? It was all OP. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, you know, the very first like week going into Stone Guard on, uh, you know, Heroic. It was like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, we'll do this spec where we all just, you know, kind of stack up. And I was just spinning crane kick the whole fight. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, never run out of <laughs> Spin mana. Spin the win, I think, is the whole the mentality behind uh, it. <laughs> yeah, until that didn't work anymore, you know. So. so, yeah, the old jab, jab, uplift, which is like one of the most favorite things people have, which is, you know, it was a kind of a boring mechanic because like jab, jab, uplift. But people really like it because. You're you're always doing like you said you're mobile you're in melee range you're doing damage healing at the same time it had like your mind had to go on a bunch of different tasks did you do you think jab jab uplift was a good design or do you think it's just that it just turned out to be a good design and fun design because you're doing damage and healing at the same time well you know I've always like playing a class that's like 100 percent uptime on on stuff so it worked out good like I think 
you know, I, I have vague memories of it before they nerfed all that, you know, back when uh, we were doing Garillon progression you know, on <laughs> Heroic. It was like, that was the perfect yeah. fight for it. You know what I mean? Because like, you could get, you you could just, get in the leg and get more damage, which is more healing, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you have that pheromone damage going out the whole fight. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, just destroying that fight as heals. So, <laughs> you know, but I, I mean, I thought it was fun because it made it feel like what they explained the class as being. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, you're a DPS healer. You know, I mean, that's that's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know there's other classes like your holy pallies that have to judge and that kind of stuff that, you know, oh, yeah, and it's so bad. I don't have to DPS the boss and heal kind of thing. But it's like you're a monk, you know, that's kind of what you thought you were going to be doing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the new eminence spec going into uh, into the beta is actually you know, pretty fun. And I mean, it, it gives you that kind of thing where it's like, all right, well, I don't have to weave too many heals in there to, to make this effective still. So you know, I just throw out my surging mist every once in a while when I have the proc mm-hmm. and, you know, keep going with it. So I guess, yeah, like, uh, you know, seeing how that is more of like the f- crane stance, which is, you know, it has its own stance now, which is interesting to me. But uh, I guess going with that in WA, like you mentioned, it, it's, it, do, you, do you expect yourself to be in that like most of the time just because it seems like it's the spec that you're going to be doing the most with? Like you're going to be, it seems like you're going to be pu- punching buttons all the time. Well, right now we have three disc healers. So, you know, I rip, rip, <laughs> rip. <laughs> but uh... I, I, I need to have like a, I need to have like a sounder of like, of affinity saying like you know fuck this priest or something like that yeah. <laughs> it's like oh yeah how many times do you hear that out of a monk you know but yeah i mean it's well that's really every class right now you know um but so you know i i don't know but they're they're griping with spirit shells being a talent and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff now so i mean it's interesting and i'm i think that from what I've done for healing on, on the beta, and it's mostly just been the new fives, um, assuming you can get people that speak English to tank for you. Um, the damage going out is definitely way, way higher. And, you know, I understand they're trying to kind of move everyone away from just like the blanket AOE healing style that's kind of in game right now. So it actually makes it somewhat interesting. You know, it's like, oh, man, I actually have to heal for a change. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll, it'll really depend on how it breaks down once you get, you know, two or three healers in the same raid and just see how it kind of plays out. But I know AOA healing for Mistweavers right now feels pretty weak. Um, you know, uplift, you know, you might as well just take that off your bar. Um, cheat explosion is actually okay. Um, but it just is really situational. It's going to be one of those where it's like, oh yeah, we'll just keep spamming it on the melee and, you know, I'll get something out of it. So (laughs) now I guess then that goes into also, do you, do you, are you one of those like uh, healers that because you can be in melee, you're always in melee or have you found yourselves just to like sometimes stay out of melee and just, you know, be at range or is it just really dependent on the boss strategy? Yeah, it, it just really depends on the strategy. Like for us, you know, because our, our roster kind of fluctuates, you know, there's days where we have way more range. It's like, you know, it hurts me a little on the inside when it's like a day where we're doing Malkarok and I have to go stand out in a portal way out, you know, <laughs> rather than be in the melee, you know, spamming torpedo or something, you know. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it, it just depends on the balance. But the majority of the time I do pretty much hang out in melee, you know, just because rushing Jade wins so good right now for uh, Mistweavers too, so. Mm-hmm. And I guess do you uh, do you normally do like healing assignments, or do you have like a healing officer for that? Or do you- yeah, we we've got a healing officer, and we kind of like, but we sort of trade off. It's one of those where it's like everybody in the healing team's been together for quite a few years now. Like, um, who is my healing officer? Actually, was one of my raiders when I was running my old guild. So it's just kind of the way <laughs> you're, things so you're, out. Like, I'm, you're not telling me not to be in melee. I'm just <laughs> yeah, I was like, there. hey. Too bad. Deal with it. 
Put on your sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we kind of balance the load, at least from a healer perspective. So. Okay, yeah, because I was just thinking, like, well, yeah, you're always like, oh, I'm just going to heal melee all the time. Like, you like you have to call it as soon as you log in or something like that, as soon as the raid forms, calling melee healer? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's pretty understood, and they've done really good with keeping monks, uh, Mistweavers at least, as not being considered ranged, so all those ranged effects don't target you, you know, like your Siegecrafter saw blades and things mm-hmm. like that, you know what I mean? So it pretty much just gives you that blanket, yeah, okay, just get out of the range pile, we don't even want to look at you, so, <laughs> you know. When and also because how it currently is because you have to have like you know you're spamming uh, well even the it also looks like in the the beta as well have to spam uh, when you're in Miss Weaver mode have to um, was a soothing have to spam like you just constantly spam it to get that chi generation so it's very interesting to see how that you know continues to roll out um, now like have you been primarily like doing a you know crane stance or fist weaving on the on the uh, beta or have you do, kind of done a little bit of both I've kind of mixed it up you know because some of the well, you know, doing the fives, the guys that don't really understand like that uh, second five man, the one with the runes and whatnot, like mm-hmm. you, you just people do not understand. They've got to interrupt and things like that. And there's just like explosions what? for half no, the group. You know, interrupts, that's for yeah. noobs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's an interrupt? You don't need that. Oh, you can't heal that fast? Oh, yeah. Well, a new healer, know. new healer yeah. report, <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> yeah, so, but, um, I mean, for the most part, you know, I've kind of been mixing it up. But it, it's nice to be able to, like, oh, yeah, because I've got some more guildies that got invited in this list round. So we were doing some fives where we actually had real tanks and TPS and stuff mm-hmm. that were blowing stuff up. So it was like, man, nobody's taking any damage. I'm just going to go fist weave. Why not, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah. then you you can actually generate... Well, right now, and I don't know if this is intended, but um, the chi that you have built up when you're in uh, fist weaving stance carries over when you switch over. So, you know, it's like, oh, you're, no, I think you're that, getting. Yeah, I think that actually is supposed to be staying. I, I think that's one thing I asked Celestial on. I have to find out from someone who's more into that because that's one of the things that I said they needed to do is remove that. But they, they do remove the manatee stacks, which is, you know, the regen. Yeah. But like, well, like you said, in the fire man, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but it, it makes it interesting if they keep it in because then it's like, oh, well, if I know something's coming, you know, I've got one more jab I can throw out and then just quick switch over and throw out like an enveloping mist or something just to, you know, quick uplift, it. right? Oh, yeah, definitely <laughs> uplift. Yeah, well, I guess in that, yeah, it's really odd. And I know we've had, you know, Affinity's mentioned it and I know Mist and both uh, Suplift have mentioned it that, you know, enveloping mist is just this weird spell. Like it was really strong in the beginning of this expansion. And then obviously everybody used it for so long because of what it did to everybody else's dots and just made your healing like OP at that time. But, you know, what like is it just weird that they have to like three cheese spender spell that is like so OP, at least when it looks like currently? Yeah, I mean, it's it's it feels very odd. Well, you know, and it's one of those things where um, back in the beginning of MOP, people like a lot of mysteries are rolling um, ascendants and or. Mm-hmm. Um, ascension rather, you know, just for that extra one. So it's like, all right, well now, you know, if I drop my three chi, you know, enveloping mist, I still have two for another uplift or something like that. You know what I mean? Like before yeah. chi brew got so good, um, you know, so it, it does kind of feel out of place, but right now, I mean, with the way that they've got it, so you could just spam surging and pretty much never run out of mana, you can kind of make up the difference. You know, it's like, Oh, spam, 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 enveloping, spam, <laughs> spam, spam, chi explosion, you know? So, yeah, so just it, I think it's it, what it is is you know the the whole I guess numbers pass or the whole another also maybe just a, it seems like monk in general just needs another pass through 
Um, it seems like they spend a lot of times on war, a lot of time on warriors. So maybe they're just going like class by class, which is like the most broken and fixing it. I think hunters just in this last one got a lot of different stuff added to it as well. So maybe monk will probably be obviously always the last thing. You know, brewmasters are usually. I mean, they're. This seems like in a solid place, but I definitely know Windwalker and both Mistweaver are kind of like we need another look at just to, especially with the data that comes back, because I, I highly doubt that Celestron, which did let me know that he doesn't want to have it to where fist weaving is like, you know, a must have. And then watching the raid testing and seeing fist weavers like number two healing. Yeah. I, I don't think that's something that he wants to actually have. So they may just need some tweaking on that numbers. You know, it, it was always supposed to, and you know, it, it works out really well right now. Um, you know, it, it, I think it feel fills that role in current raid tier. You mm-hmm. know, like I can go crackling jade lightning. Like I think on protectors this week, I pulled three hundred and sixty k something like that a DPS. You know, the healing was whatever because we were running with so many dispries. But you know, it, it gave me an option. It was like, all right, well, you know, that covers the half a body we needed. You know, for this fight, yeah. sort of thing. So, and. Um, you know, you can go through LFRs and five mans and just blow them up as a fist weaver currently, you know, but with the gear offset, it, it pretty much is pointless. So, you know, it's like I can just channel once and I'm at 200 K DPS by itself. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, well, that's cool. But, you know, at least they kind of gave it a rotation and stuff now with the, with the change for the, the separate stance and whatnot. Yeah. And I guess, and that kind of goes into jumps right into the next question, which is uh, what fight, in throughout the expansion it includes this current tier that you enjoyed like you meant like you know you said protectors being one of the ones that you enjoyed actually fist weaving on i mean even that i mean i guess that kind of goes in because it did cut which fist weaving was kind of like already there with the jab jab uplift but like you just want you know you did as much damage as you could during like what what boss you was like the most fun for you to do that during um i probably well you know like current tier because fist weaving was okay last year but it it wasn't quite as much as it is right now like you can mm-hmm. just completely blow it up um but i i really think that um you know the way that some of the stuff is balanced for like protectors where you have multiple mobs you know you, you still enjoy that blackout cleave you know while you still have it kind of thing so anything with extra ads like i like you know doing it on shaw for example you know it's just one of those where it's like oh cool or you know if you're doing galacras you can pretty much fist weave all of that because what's the point nobody takes any damage so um you know, so there's there's really quite a few of them, but you know, there's still those fights where it's like, oh yeah, you're definitely not fist weaving this one. So <laughs> you know, it's like, oh yeah, Iron Juggernaut again or Thok, you know, whatever. So, um, but I think mine right now is just kind of Galacras because the way that the fight is balanced. Um, and then if you go back to previous tiers, like I said, I mean, back when uh, when Garalon was around, that was that was the one to fist mm-hmm. weave. That was fun to play with, you know. But I mean, even then, it was really just jab, jab, uffless stuff. But you were constantly on the boss, just jabbing the whole time. And mm-hmm. because of the way that the fer- uh, pheromone damage went out, it was uh, it was broken. So. And then I guess then that goes into the, the kind of the opposite as well. Like, which one was is the most fun for you? To, I guess to Mistweave, where you're just you know channeling. I mean, obviously it's like oh all the other bosses, but I mean like which one did you like? It was really I mean I guess maybe Thok might be the one I could think of the most, or just one that you thought was like really challenging and really fun to actually play. Well, as a Mistweaver, anything that puts you at the top of the meters above a disc piece gives you a certain <laughs> level of uh, satisfaction. So for me, it was always, it's Tordos or Malkarok. I mean, between the two, you know, so it's like when you look at the meter and you see yourself like peaking at a million uh, HPS, you know, over the disc priest and stuff, it's like, oh yeah, I got that. Yeah, where are you at now? You know, so. And no absorbs is cheese the damage. So. Yeah, no, yeah, pretty much. So, but uh, yeah, so I, I think those are my two 
for the Mistweaver because they've got it set up kind of where it plays off of that. It's like, man, we could have taken a few more of these kind of fights. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I guess that kind of just goes out to like how Dispriest have just kind of developed into this OP class where because of how their, their smart heals work, they just, you know, were really good at doing it. Um, then I guess the one of the questions I always like to ask, too, is, um, you know, what was your favorite boss of the entire tier? Just not, you know, what you played during a spec, but what was the one you said, you know, this is a good boss. I really like how this mechanic works or or things like that. Well, for me, like, and I know there's people that are just going to be like, oh, my God, how is that even? I, li- I liked Lei Shen. I thought that would fight was challenging. It had a lot of mechanics to it. You know, it, it wasn't there was some random stuff to it, but it was like a lot of skill based stuff. So um, for me, I guess it was like it felt like an epic end boss. You know what I mean? Like Garage is just kind of like, oh, yeah, here's Garage. And we just made him fall over. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I like the ones, you know, when you got the pillars and you got stuff you got to do and groups got to coordinate and stack mm-hmm. together and, you know, things like that. So I, I thought it was it was good, even though there were some parts of it that were a little broken, you know. But uh, overall, I, I was like, yeah, that's that's the one for me so far, this expansion. So it's like one of the bosses when you're done, you're like, oh, finally got like I think I was. Yeah, I, it I felt like, rewarding. When yeah, you like beat R- it, Rodan you know I mean? was more of like the oh, we're, or we're done with the expand this tier boss. Like, here's a free loot boss. Let's yeah. tank up and just every so people move out randomly and then. Yeah. yeah, install this add-on and it'll tell you what to do, and then just <laughs> DPS plus. It's Algalon 2.0, yeah, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I guess then that goes in also like what was the what was the one boss you hated the most? Like the one you said, I do not want to see that boss ever again if I can. Well, you know, like for me, I don't well, you know, when you look at like for me it's numbers kind of stuff. So um some people like Kalaxi, but I just I've never really felt like that fight. I mean, it just feels like a really long, boring fight to me. Like, oh, yeah, dance and do this. And let's just throw some more mechanics on this boss. Why not? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, what else can we do? Oh, okay. Uh, here's the guy that runs around or, you know, falls on your head, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I felt like it was kind of out of place in the tier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but well, that one, I, I. Originally, they had that sort of rotate. So every week, you'd have a different combo all the way through. So they quickly yeah. realized that. That was not going to happen for heroic raiders because <laughs> no. they could be progressing one whole week and then the next week be on a different completely set and have to like change never your be able whole to strat and everything change yeah. a strat around 100. percent But uh, yeah. no, I think I don't think you're alone on the on the paragons being like the worst the worst fight of the expansion. At least just yeah. because of like you said, it's just it's just confusing and it's it's just so long. Like it, maybe if it was like you know a six minute fight or something like that or an eight minute yeah. fight. Where it just felt like you had to burn as fast as possible. Maybe that'd be something a little different than how it is now. Um, yeah. So I guess then, uh, what are your hopes for uh, for the you know the monk in general? Like what, when you look at Wad, you you look at you know you're in the beta, so you're seeing kind of what their outlook is of it, and specifically going into Mistweaver, what is your hope for like the monk to play out? Like what are you over the that expansion? Um, well, for, for Mistweaving, like, I think Fistweaving is in a good place. I kind of like what they've done with it and how they've balanced it out. So, I mean, it's fine the way it is, honestly. I feel like it's good. I mean, they might still need to tune some of the numbers, obviously, but I guess some of that stuff will come out when they uh, start raid testing more. But, like, for Mistweavers, I feel like, and like I said, some of this will kind of come out once they start doing raid testing and can balance numbers. But like I said, uplift feels really low. It doesn't feel as quick as what I'm used to. You know what I mean? So I think that's going to be the thing that people are going to have the hardest time transitioning into. You know, they're, it's like they're trying to slow the game down pretty much. And I, I know it's not just for Mistweavers, but it's also for everybody, you know, with all the extra GCDs and things like that. Um 
I think the stuff that they've balanced so far has been good. And I like being able to actually heal, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, now I have to single target stuff. What is this? I haven't single targeted since, uh, <laughs> you know, 10 man at the beginning of the expansion kind of stuff, you know, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I hope that they just kind of get some of the stuff balanced out, but I think it's, it's good having the two like separate stances. So it's like, Oh, Hey, at least, you know, I, can't say for the other healers, but you know, like, Oh, so I don't have to reroll windwalker spec while I'm leveling or while I'm, you know, mm-hmm. doing stuff in my off time, I can actually fist weave, you know, 90% of the time when I'm solo and it actually is okay and worthwhile. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm doing uh, DPS equal to some of the people that are actual DPS classes, you know, at this point. So, but um, you know, so I, I like what they've done with the separate stances, and I hope they just keep with that, and they don't try to nerf stuff too much out of fist weaving, other than maybe how some of the healing skills. But you just hope not. Obviously, like every healer, don't nerf me. Don't nerf me. Yeah, bro. I mean that's the way it goes. You know, it's <laughs> every class. You know. Yeah. So uh, I mean, again, thanks, uh, Dark Wushu, for coming on and talking about all this stuff. I mean. It's very interesting coming, you know, seeing, you know, monks, but generally like, you know, players just kind of have the same outlook on things. And, uh, you know, always nice to seeing that the daytime raiders are strong in force, uh, just being, you know, like you said, a really odd time that people like to raid. So if you want to actually get in contact with uh, Dark Wush, you can follow him on Twitter at Exiled from Hell, all one word, which is, yeah. So you see, you see, take, took the guild. Uh, the guild Twitter name hostage, right? Is that, is that yeah? What you that's did there? right. You got it. You know, it was like, it's like get like, rid of me now. I have the the guild Twitter name. <laughs> hey, it was one of those where it was like, you know, we need to get on some social media for recruiting stuff, <laughs> and I was like, all right, you know, I'll I'll jump all over this. Let's do it, you know, because <laughs> it's like the forums had gone dry. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just nobody. So yeah, and uh, you could tell that some other uh, the other couple of daytime guilds are all getting ready for for mythic, and people mm-hmm. are just soaking up players just to like, hold yeah. on to them. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, if you want to, you know, join uh, the Exiled from Hell or just, you know, check them out and everything, it's efhguild.com. And it's a new site because our old site went bye-bye, right? Is well, that, that, what you say? that was the – our our guild site's good. We actually – I run a separate community site for Oh, community daytime. site. Oh, okay. That's what you are mentioning. Yeah. Okay. And what what's, so. what is that though? So I can – Okay, that is daytimerating.guildlaunch.com. Now on Guild Launch, right? Yeah, now on Guild Launch. And, um, you know, it'll be advertised on the forums and whatnot, mm-hmm. too. But, um, you know, I, I kind of put together the community page so that all the daytime guilds have a place to go to kind mm-hmm. of post similar stuff. Just because it's, like I said, it's a unique time slot. And, hey, if we're full or somebody else is full, you know, it gives other people opportunities. And actually, the time slots for some of the guilds range in a pretty good uh, variety. There's people that start as early as like 8 a.m. Eastern time. There's people that start as late as 2.30 in the afternoon. So, you know, there's actually quite a few that... Uh, kind of have a varied time slots there and like you and also too with uh, getting the community together into one location is really good for recruitment also in case say there's someone that's more of like uh, they're in like right now in normal mode or just starting out heroic but they want to take that next step in the expansion and then they can you know come to you guys and just, you know like you said some people don't even know there are actually heroic raiders or now mythic raiders out there yeah. And then, like I said, it's like, oh, hey, well, we know these guys are this far along, you know, like if we're already on garage and you're coming to me and like, hey, I've done like one heroic boss, you know, I mean, uh, there's there's other options out there as well. OK, well, thanks again, Dark Wushu, for coming on this week. It's uh, It's been a pleasure talking with you. Hey, I appreciate it. And if you want to get in contact with the show, you can reach the show at show at monkcraftpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at monkpodcast and then monkcraftpodcast.com. 
with all the details on there with all the listings of shows. And so uh, we thank everybody for joining us this week, and we hope to have you back here each and every week on Minecraft Podcast. Take care. Bye.